All right, are we gonna are we gonna talk about the retake market? <laughs> I don't think we ever are at this pace. This is uh, the bullshit lounge with <laughs> Lucas Pagnara and Nathan Katz. Uh, chatting it up, and um, I fi- I figure that that it would be a good idea to kind of talk about the retake market right now because I think a lot of people are starting to panic. Yeah, I mean, as a retake breeder in you know, a recession, like we talked about, you know, a handful of episodes ago, um, you, you kind of have to prepare for stuff like this. People don't have the money to spend right now. Uh, you know, some do, uh, and then you're also having to deal with, uh, you know, the other people in the market breeding their animals and, you know, what they're selling their animals for. Uh, if you're not competing with prices, then, you know, animals are staying in, in your cages and not moving. Yeah. And then if they're not moving, you're doing one of two things. Um, you know, you're going to continue to feed them appropriately and you're going to have to buy other racks to put them in, you know, bigger racks or have a wall of enclosures. If you're able to afford that, um, to put, you know, the animals that aren't selling or, you know, one thing that I, I've heard a lot of people talk about is they, you know, instead of feeding hatchlings weekly, you know, like you should, they, they, go around and feed them every two weeks and you know they start to limit the caloric intake so that they can fit and stay in those racks and i don't know i just don't like the the sound of that yeah uh when we went into that uh, this episode i that wasn't even a a thought consideration i had i mean you should be feeding your animals appropriately on on a good market or a bad market i don't care right and um so, so the market now, for those of you that, that aren't, you know, uh, in the know of what's going on, but, um, yeah, the retake market and even the Superdor stuff, like the mainland stuff, definitely the mainland crash happened, uh, years ago. And, and, you know, now that we have, you know, Ocelot stuff that and Ocelot combos and, you know, we have pecans in the work and, but I mean, even, even that stuff, I mean, even the high end mainland stuff is seen in effect of today's market oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I, I was just saying like those those have kind of revived the the mainland retake market, right? The new combos. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. I mean that's that's what the mainland market is thriving on for sure. I mean it's right producing new and exciting stuff for us. Yeah, um, but you know specifically in the superdorf world in the dwarf world, um, you know if you you aren't caught up um you know there was a really really big craze and i think that craze is still happening um you know we we you know we kind of have been revived um you know because of the efforts of uh garrett hartle at reach out reptiles and um, a lot of people are coming into this and uh a lot of people have gotten into breeding and yeah absolutely i, I think that there is like the perfect storm of things that have happened in regards to like what may be contributing to the current market. But, you know, you could, you know, back in 2017, 18, 19, um, you know, retake superdors were, were catching a pretty good price. Like even the 50% stuff was, uh, you know, I bought my Annery Motley um, for a little over $2,000 just back in 2021. Right. So two years ago and um, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, prices are not the same. Yeah. A great example. I mean, uh, I bought my uh, phantom tiger mail two years ago, two and a half years ago for about $4,500. And, you know, I'm selling uh, mine right now for about 2,500, $2,750. And they're higher percentage. Yeah. They're higher percentage. And, you know, there's a, possibility of annery in there which you know wasn't even uh listed in the the mail that i bought so you know it's just you have to stay competitive with what other people are selling at right uh yeah because if your price way too high or you're you're trying to keep the prices at where they're at it's just it's obviously not going to work out because people are going to be selling their retakes for a lot less than you and actually being able to to sell them but um yeah, the prices just dropped drastically. And um, 
I messaged Nathan about doing an episode uh, on this topic because like, I feel like over the last two, three weeks, I've, I've had more than a handful of people reach out to me and ask me like, Hey, like what's going on with the Superdorf retake market? What's going on with the retake market? Yeah. I've like, had people ask me about pricing and, and everything over the last few weeks as well. And it's, it's, it's affecting everyone for sure. Yeah. And I think what, what's happening is, you know, you have the people who recently got in and invested a lot of money when the market was high. And, you know, now that they're seeing like, you know, oh, damn, if I produce babies like next year, um, y- you know, I, I was planning on selling them for two, three thousand dollars more than what they are right now. And so uh, that that is kind of scary for people who invested heavily during that. T- I mean, I was one of them. Right. I think my first breeding season was 2020 to 2021. And, you know, I, I had this idea that you know, that, that the retail market was way better than. So I definitely, in my mind was thinking like, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot more money in this than, you know, where, where we're at right now. Yeah. And I mean, I had my first clutch early 2021, I believe. And, you know, that's in the midst of COVID, you know, who knew what people were going to be spending their money on, let alone if they were going to be spending their money on reptiles, especially when some people were able to work. So, you right. know, it's, it's always kind of a gamble in, in a luxury market because ultimately that's what we're in. We're not providing, you know, a good and service. <laughs> yeah. We're not providing toilet paper, or any good and service that you need. This yeah. is, purely a luxury when you look at it yeah people who don't have money to buy a snake a pet snake i should say are not going to spend the money to buy a pet snake for the most part now i know some of you who who listen definitely buy animals when they don't have the money um (laughs) and uh yeah but um you know that that's typically the breeding mindset right but but when we're talking about the vast majority of people that are wanting to get a retake recently we are also talking about people wanting their first superdor for their second or third with kind of they're testing the waters to see if they want to breed and um yeah they don't need um or they can't afford a snake they're not they're not going to and so ultimately right now in this economy um people just aren't buying snakes as much as they were before. And I think the impact that that has had um, is dropping the prices uh, naturally, right? Yeah. But one thing that I kind of want to uh, like propose as an alternative way of thinking, because um, I know our thumbnail was like Elmo all on fire and it looked like this was going to be a shit show episode, but um, all in all we've talked about thus far is just talking about how prices have dropped. So, you know, it's not just gloom and doom. Right. Um, But I kind of want to actually ask a question that someone, you know, framed this to me and led me down to thinking about different things. And, um, but, but is the retic market crashing or, are we seeing it actually stabilize? I tend, and let me rephrase I that. Tend, the Superdorf retake market. That's the that's the better market I I would look at in this scenario just because it's the newer market. It's easier to kind of track the the peaks and the valleys that it's been going through. Yeah. Um, I mean, at, at least from my perspective, I know about the Superdorf Dorf retake market and the locality retake market. I really don't know the value and what a mainland should be sold at besides the projects that I work with, which is ghost and Ocelot in the mainland side of things. Yeah. I'm Switzerland. I have no mainland blood. Anyone who does know about mainland and you're listening, drop in the comments and see, uh, let, let us know kind of from that perspective. I mean, I do know as a matter of fact, like I can at least, remember like only a few years ago or not even a few years ago uh orange ghost stripes being 1500 2000 and i think in january i saw one up on Mar- morph market from bob clark for 450 dollars. I, I think you might even be able to get them cheaper now yeah and that and that's that's insane like that that's a big drop and we're talking about big snakes right we're not talking about you know a, a niche market of like manageable size retics with, with the dwarf and super dwarf side. But anyways, I, I cut you off my bad. No, no, you're good. I mean, if, 
if I had the impulse control I usually do with spending my money, like I uh, do on retics. Luckily, I have a little <laughs> bit of impulse control there. Um, I would be one of those people buying one of those, you know, two hundred and fifty dollars female OGS to, you know, right, just easily make my combo that I want to make. But it yeah, ultimately doesn't cows, lead right? me down the path that I need to be going down. Yeah. Uh, but you know, so so are we stabilizing? Are we crashing? Or are we doing a little bit of both simultaneously? I think is another option that might be happening as well. I uh, I tend to think a little bit of stabilizing and just dealing with our current economy. I yeah. think times are tough for a lot of people right now. Um, and you know, like I said, it's a luxury market, so not everyone's spending money on luxury items. And then, you know, uh. Yeah, I just don't, I don't really see it crashing. It's still such a new market. People are excited to work with, especially some of the smaller genetics in my case. Um, And with all these new genetics coming out in the retic community, I just don't see a a total crash in our market. It's just not, not really what's happening. Yeah, I'll, I'll give my thoughts in just a second, but I wanted to throw in a little plug for for Nathan. Um, I, I was blown away and shocked by so I I, I bought a sixty eight point seventy five percent Kalatoa, six point two five percent Jampea from Nathan. She's a tiger, um, and uh, they're what three months old, two months old. Uh, they were hatched in May, so yeah, May three months, June, uh, yeah, three months. Um, and uh, yeah, I received her, and she is just tiny and adorable and i i've i've hatched my own wildcat kalatoas uh, or f1 kalatoas f2 kaiwatis um you know other i've hatched mainlands but i was genuinely just really impressed with how tiny she was man yeah i mean uh, and you sent me her feeding card she's had plenty of meals oh she's she's well fed yeah, yeah. they're they're definitely a couple chunkier ones in the clutch but i mean they're all around the same size and uh a couple years ago when i got babies from uh the same mom they're tiny so yeah i i mean that's why she's a staple in my collection I, she's just such a great breeder if and you pair you if you pair to her to pair the oslo yeah never um <laughs> yeah i mean as Triple long as you heads? do her pairings right and plan it right she's gonna throw awesome babies and i i'm i'm glad you finally have some some blood from my uh, cats reptiles over there. I'm, I'm be too. No, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to have her, but, um, speaking of throwing out other plugs, I think this is a good moment. Just shout out to our Patreon members. You know, we're getting close to that 70 mark. Um, if you guys are thinking about joining the retic lounge, Patreon community, um, I don't think that there's another community out there that is, um, not, you know, it, it's a lot about retics. Um, but we, there's so many other, type of species that all we've talked, talked about, about all day today is bioactive yeah we talked about bioactive stuff um but anyways if you're looking to if you're new and you're looking to connect with other people who are also new people who have been doing this for a while um there's no hate and shame when it comes to like what experience you have just come give it a try it's five dollars at the 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 smallest tier um and that'll give you discord access and um yeah, I, I think, you know, I think we've retained a lot of these people just because just the Discord alone. Yeah, our our Discord is awesome. Uh, it's like I was telling Lucas before we even started recording. It, keeping up with it is crazy because, I mean, I can go maybe a couple hours, check the same server, same little channel and there's 35 messages I have to like read through and like react to and then go to the next one. And I'm like, oh, my God, like <laughs> it's just there's always something going on. So it's fun over there. Whether you're just getting into retics or you've been breeding for years, the first place you want to visit is Stuart Design. More and more breeders keep showing up at shows on Morph Market and are all over social media. Sometimes it may feel possible to get anyone's attention. Stewart Designs helps small businesses like yours do big things through brand clarity, helping entrepreneurs to start and scale businesses that are easy to know and love. Their work can help any company or industry, but they've done a ton of work for ours. 
Stewart Design created the brands for US Arc, Canova, Reach Out Reptiles, Coiled, and dozens of other well-known reptile breeders. Like many of us, the owner of Stewart Design, Blake, is a keeper and breeder who fell in love with retics through first working with Garrett Hartle. Although Stewart Design does a lot of corporate work, Blake has a passion for working with people in the reptile industry. Stewart Design can help if you're just getting started or you're ready to take things to the next level, you're struggling to stand out and build your presence online or at shows, you don't want to be like the other guys or get lost in the crowd, and you want to make your own way doing what you love. And also, you have big ideas and know your business is special, but you need help sharing it with the reptile community. If something here resonates with you, reach out to Blake and have a conversation. To learn more or get started, visit stewartdesignbrands.com or call them at 855-SD-LOGOS. Clear brands own markets. Stuart Design helps create them. If you are in the market for an enclosure for your reticulated python or any other one of your reptiles, Focus Cubed Habitats is your one-stop shop for not only the best-looking cages on the market, but also provide amazing features and add-ons to your cages. We partnered with Focus Cubed Habitats because they continue to innovate and change the way we house our animals unlike any other caging company out there. Their cages are designed intelligently and provide the most stylish and secure housing for your animal's comfort and well-being. Visit focuscubedhabitats.com for your animal's caging needs. Again, visit focuscubedhabitats.com for some amazing and stylish enclosures. We also want to thank VivTech Products for being an affiliate sponsor of the Retic Lounge. Stop by VivTech Products for the best UV spectrum lighting on the market that will enhance and improve your snake's overall well-being and health. Visit VivTechProducts.com and use the code RETICLOUNGE23 today for 15% off. Again, visit VivTechProducts.com and use our affiliate code RETICLOUNGE23 today for 15% off. Looking for the perfect accessories for your hatchlings or juvenile retics? Look no further than Heli Guy Serpents. Our sponsor, Chris Sexton, is coming in hot with an amazing 3D printer, creating top-notch perches and other caging accessories for your beloved pets. Enrich your retics environment with their high-quality products. Use our promo code TRL10 for a 10% discount on your purchase. Visit them today at heliguyserpents.com and start giving your pets the best. Heli Guy Serpents, the premier source for 3D printed caging accessories. Again, that's www.heliguyserpents.com and use our promo code TRL10 for 10% off all of your 3D printed accessories today. Yeah. And so my thoughts about like the the crashing, the the uh stabilization right i think that um i think there is a, a tiny little bit of both and i'll, and I'll go into both but i just want to give some contextual like background information for you guys just to be aware of um i was given some of this information um i also verified and validated some of the information and went back guys facebook is is such a great resource when it comes to wanting to just go back to the history of you know the the u.s uh, markets, pairings, breedings. Um, yeah, it's really cool. But anyways, um, so back before, uh, the Lacey ban was kind of, uh, the Lacey act ban was cemented. Um, people started bringing in locality animals, locality specific, right? Because, you know, in 2009 and earlier, a lot of locality data was just not tracked. Um, you know, there's posts of people selling, you know, Karampas, 250 bucks, 300 bucks, Kalatoas, 150, $200, um, Turnates, Halmaheras, $300, $250. Um, just about any locality you can get your hands on it was less than $500, right? And this was back in like 2012 and 13. Um, yeah, you definitely weren't seeing, you know, anything over a thousand most of the time, unless you're looking at pairs. Yeah. And, and on top of that, um, you know, the, the stuff that was selling for that was all like, you know, morphs and crazy stuff like that. Um, 
And then when you go to 2014, um, you know, that that's when the Lacey Act ban was kind of introduced and was starting to be like it, it, it was already in place that uh, importation was um, banned. And then the prices started going up. So you have like wild caught karampa pairs you can find on, on Facebook. They were $1,500 to $2,000. Cow toes, madus, kaiwadis, jamps. Those pairs were $800. And um, wait, wait, wait. So 2014 interstate commerce is locked down, correct? No, that was in 2016. Okay. Yeah. So in 2014 was when the uh, Lacey Act banned that stopped importation, right? Okay, so now, okay. now, now we can't import... And so now locality stuff started seeing a rise. And so um, then you could get, uh, and those were all wild caught, by the way, those Superdorf localities. And then if you wanted CBB, um, you know, like, uh, uh, well, let me back up a bit um, before I go into the CBB stuff. So um, once 2016 hit, that's when interstate commerce um oh wait no you were right in 2014 interstate commerce stopped yeah and and that's and that's when those prices jacked up you're right yeah i I was trying to remember uh because i i thought 2016 when when it opened up again yeah yeah because i had a buddy back then who as soon as it happened uh grabbed his green anaconda right um so my apologies, 2014 interstate commerce ban. And that's when everything started going up. Um, and then um, when interstate commerce came back, um, importation still couldn't come back. And that's when we started seeing that the the Superdorf market craze started in like 2016, 17. And... Um, the hype was real, man. Like the hype, like, you know, people were, were learning that retics got really small and, um, or, or at the very least could be manageable size. And yeah, it, it, it had been publicated before that they had other localities that stay small, but there just wasn't a ton of interest in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and so that, that's when kind of marketing started happening towards these, these super dwarf and dwarf reticulated pythons. And, um, and we saw a a huge, just like massive increase um, in in their value because demand was at an all time high. Uh, they 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 were up three hundred to five hundred percent. We're talking about you know carampas and madus, even though they are rare, right? Super rare. You know you can't find them, but um, you know ten thousand dollars, you know twelve thousand um, dollars. And uh, even Kalatoa is up to like 6,000 a pair. Um, and so we started seeing this like really boom, like prices shot up and people were buying them um, because of their, their rarity. Right. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I, that that's when it was at an all time high. And that, and that's kind of where like I came in and started getting into retics right in 2018. Um, but I mean, even in 2018, my Kaiwadi was valued at 1500. Um. So, with with that being said, Nathan, like, what are your thoughts in regards to like? So you mentioned stabilization, and and that's kind of where your thought was going as far as that. Can you kind of give a little bit of information in regards to like what's happening now that you're seeing stabilization? Uh, I mean, it's just driving people to really understand the market a little bit better. Um, I've seen some great posts on the retic nation of people just, I don't even know if it was the nation or the retic Alliance, uh, one of these pages, but, um, just someone asking for just how to get better information on, you know, understanding how to invest into an animal. So just the fact that we're starting to see interaction like that a little bit more frequently is Mm -hmm. a a good sign to me. Uh, In terms of stabilization, I look at it almost like uh, any of the new morphs. So yeah, the super dwarf is hot right now and it's been hot for a handful of years. Uh, But, you know, eventually, you know, 
the market has to stabilize to a point where it's relatively affordable. Yeah, when you get these new morph projects and stuff working into it, you're going to have higher priced animals. But once something's super established in Super Dwarf, there's no reason for it to be, you know, $6,000 an animal anymore. Um, yeah. Uh, obviously, the economy will fluctuate the price a little bit. Uh, when we have more to spend, those prices go up. When we have less to spend, those prices go down. Yeah. It's as simple as that. And I also think part of the stabilization is just like as people were buying them and started getting into breeding, we now have more being produced. And, you know, before back in 2017, 2018, you know, you, you could ask around, where can I buy a true, you know, Superdorf or Superdorf, you know, uh, combo or, um, and maybe like five people. That you yeah, could probably... I want to say when you and I produced our first clutches, there were probably less than 25 people. I'm just throwing out a rough, rough estimate. Right. Um, you know, it, it could be a little bit higher, but I, really the, your options were super limited back then. Yeah. And, and we say back then like it was ages <laughs> two, ago. It was but two it, years it, ago. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so that, that just goes to show you how heavily invested people have got into this. I mean, look at how many clutches has been produced by new people this year. It's incredible. Right. I love to see it. I mean, yeah, I, I want, I want people to be producing these animals because I love them so much. I want there to be an amazing array of options when it comes to, you know, just great animals I can either work with in my collection or just, you know, being able to cheer on someone who's, you know, been in my corner at some point in time. Right. And, you know, and, and now if we're looking at who we can buy a Superdorf retake from or who's produced, you know, and I'm not necessarily saying like pures, right? And, and I'm going to continue. I know I, I publicly state I don't like the term Superdorf and Dorf, but in, in this case, I'm using those terms because of, you know, well, we're talking about marketing and, and the market. So <laughs> right. if we don't use the marketing terms, I, I don't right. think we, we'd do this episode justice. And, and in addition to that, I, I also feel like it's um, I'm not just talking about pure locality. I'm not talking about those things. I'm just talking about Superdorf and Dorf in general. So right now, those of you that don't know, we consider a 50 if if, if, a, if a retake is at least 50 percent of uh, any one of the Superdorf islands, it's considered a, a Superdorf. Same goes for Dorf. Um, and so, um, yeah, I just you, you can. A lot more people are producing them and they're becoming more available from more than just, you know, a dozen people. Uh, and so naturally, I think that that prices are going to start to go down because right now we've already been doing this for several years after the like very peak of when people were charging a lot of money. Um, for that and people bought in early and they are we're you know plenty of us are producing now and so i think that that part is is you're absolutely correct when it comes to stabilizing um the market from that perspective but i i also see um a little bit of market crashing is as well do you see that like at all uh, yeah, I mean, the market's always going to be reactive, right? Mm -hmm. So we've had, we've had a rough year. Yeah. In the retic world, in the reptile world, it's been a rough year. Yeah. It, yeah. It doesn't matter. It's across the board. Um, so yeah, our, our market definitely has been a little re bit reactive of that, but Again, there's ebbs and flows to all of this, and there's going to be another, you know, great age of reptiles where everyone wants a pet reptile and they're a glorified pet. But, you know, it takes time and you, yeah. you kind of have to be patient. Yeah, I think I think a really big thing as well that really like bought a lot of people into the hype of of wanting to become a breeder is, you know, during that time of like 2020, 2021, we, we were we were getting COVID money. You know, we, we got up to, you know, there was, there's over $3,500 yeah. of, you know, kinda, free money. 
Yeah, we kind of touched on that earlier. I mean, we we had no idea how COVID was going to affect us all in terms of our, our finances. And, you know, no, I don't think anyone could have foreseen the government starting to send us checks in the mail. Uh, and, and just know, like good, good snake people, when, when, when the government starts money, sending us money, we're like, we've never snakes. seen this before. Get snakes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but I think what, what we didn't hit on with that, um, is, is that caused people, I think to, um, it caused more people to produce more animals because I, I think it gave a false sense of like where the market truly was. People thought that the market was at, you know, like I said, like $2,200 for 50% Annery Motley. And people thought that that was like the market price. But in reality, we all had just money in our pocket that was given to us for free. And yeah. we don't, and we don't have that anymore. So I think naturally the prices, you know, start to go down because people don't have free money to spend on, uh, snakes anymore. Yeah. And because so many people bought during that time, I think that's what's causing that in combination with the recession is causing a little bit of a crash. And what I mean by a crash is that I think that people are selling their animals much less than where people will sell their animals when the economy stabilizes. I, I think we're seeing a low and it might get a little bit lower in my opinion. I can uh, agree to that. But I do see the prices stabilizing and going back up when the economy gets better. Yeah, I, I think that's that's all in stabilization though. You're you're not gonna just, you know, go to the price point where everything settles at. You're gonna see that little bit of a crash and then, you know, stabilizing to the point where it's a reasonable market for everyone. Right. It's almost like I've I've kind of dabbled in like cryptocurrency a little bit. And you always see that kind of happen in cryptocurrency is you have this like, you, you, you know, the rumors of it starting to boom and then people flood in and they buy in and that helps with the booming, boom, boom. And then you hit like a just it starts to go down and then it just spirals. And then, you know, if, if you're smart, you well, with cryptocurrency, not snakes, if you're smart, you sell out high. Um, but if you don't and you hold on to it, it typically goes down. But then you start to see it kind of like coast. And, and, and stabilize where it fluctuates like this. And so I, I think we're getting towards the bottom. I would agree. So that brings me to a question I have for you then. Uh, with all this stabilization, with this little bit of a crash, um, you know, like, should we still be investing into retics? And, and like, is this a, a, a good business plan are you going to be able to get rich quick off of this is it is it something you're going to make a lot of money off in the long run anyway yeah um i i do i think there's a potential to make a lot of money like absolutely and and i'm 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 like if you would have asked me um you know before i bought my first retic if i thought i would bring in the money that i've brought in breeding these animals i would have said no. Um, and just to give some frame of reference, um, that'll also give some background into like where the market was, but my first clutch that I sold in 2020, uh, man, what, 2020, it was the year after three, me. So 20, right? I'm sorry, 2022. Two. Yeah. So I, I had a clutch of F1 Kalatoas. Um, I sold 14 babies and those babies sold in six weeks. And in those six weeks, um, I brought in um, like, I don't know the number off, but the, like high 30s, low 40s um, in terms of thousand, right? Like between 38 and, and 40,000 is what I brought in from that single clutch. If any of you don't think that that's a lot of money for a single clutch, like that, that's then I don't know what to tell you. Um and then my Coyote clutch brought in a lot of money. So yeah, I do think you can make a lot of money, but you also have to realize you are spending a lot of money as well. Yeah, um, when your collection grows, your food bill grows. I mean, if you're doing this long-term and investing into it properly, that money's being recycled into the business almost as fast as it comes in. Right. Um, but do I think it's a get-rich-quick? Like, absolutely not. Because 
Yeah. It's, it's a lot of hard work that goes into number one, like giving yourself a name that people are even going to consider buying animals from you. Um, especially in today's world where there's a bunch of people that are producing Superdor stuff. Like I, I follow everyone who follows me on Instagram and I'll go through my stories and I'll see that someone's hatching. Um, I'll see that someone's hatching a Superdorf clutch and I click on their profile and I'm like, who's this? Right. And, and so more people are are doing it. So it makes it even harder. But, um, so yeah, definitely not a get rich quick. And, and my biggest advice to anybody, like in terms of like from a marketing standpoint and like what you do as a breeder is like, don't go big. Um, uh, it just, it, I don't know why. I don't even know this is a real thing, but from my observation, it seems like you can be very profitable and make good money. Um, you know, you, with the number of animals that you have, if you keep it manageable, but it's not like a normal market where like, it, it's at some point when you have a lot of animals, the overhead just gets too much and then you stop profiting way less. Like you, you, you profit way less than you did when your, your size of the, the, your collection was, you know, more manageable. And so, yeah. Um, I do think if anybody is serious and you're riding this wave and you know, you're going to stick with it because breeding is something that you've done or want to do. Um, like, I don't know. I know that we've talked about this before, Nathan, but you've that, that first experience of getting to see those snakes hatch and that first experience of pulling a clutch of eggs from a female, um, was, was all I needed to know. Like, yeah, I'm doing this like that. There's not many better feelings in the world. Yeah. Um, I feel like for some people the even, even though that's an amazing experience, the paycheck can out, outweigh that. So I, I think it's a, a, a money versus passion thing. If the money outweighs the passion, then you're kind of screwed. Um, if, In times if like you're, this. if the animals just bring you so much joy that there's something inside you burning where you can't not work with these animals more, I think that's when you're in a good spot. Yeah. And for those of you that are riding the low wave right now in this crash that, you know, I, like I said, I think it will go back up and, and hit a stabilization point. Um, I think that, uh, now's the right time for you to buy animals, buy your investment projects now, because you're probably not going to be able to buy them cheaper <laughs> than you. I'm, I'm dead serious. This, man. No, 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 I, I totally <laughs> get it. I mean, it's really kind of the situation I got into with my purple from Eric Lee years ago. I mean, I got it at a stupid price that you would never be able to get this animal at even now. And like, we just have more information, right? Like I didn't realize how lucky I was getting with that animal. You can realize how lucky you're getting with these genetics right now and get something at a really decent price. And I've, I've been able to uh, have people get into some really cool projects this year at a pretty affordable price. Yeah. And, and that's like, so I, and I'll give you an example. The mark, like I, I have a clutch of these super dwarf head anthraxes and um, you know, um, <coughs> Sean, uh, someone else produced them the year before. And, um, when that market crashed the the price of head anthrax is in Superdorf, which, you know, if you guys have a visual anthrax Superdorf, let me know. I, I've only seen a picture of one of them. And even there's some people that are debating on like, eh, how legit is that? Um, and so it, it's a brand new recessive on an awesome gene. And yet, you know, I have them right now and I'm selling pairs for, you know, $2,500 and individuals for 1500 And that's really low <laughs> for a new recessive project. But but that's just where we're at right now. Um, yeah. it, th these projects take years and years. And so it, it's like, yeah, if you have the money, right? And I understand not everyone does, but if you have the money or you're, you're, you have, you know, business, um, you have business money to send, whether you took a loan out or whatever the case may be. Um, yeah, now's the right time to buy into the project that you want because the, I know a lot of people, I know a lot of people that are working in very high-end retake morph stuff that say mm, $8,000 for this animal. And if you offer them $4,500, they are not 
that most of them are saying yes. Um, you know, there's, there's the, the smoking, smoking mirrors that, that, you know, some of these prices are at, um, now's the time for you to throw offers to do that. Now is actually a good time. I think for people to actually be investing, cause it's probably going to be the lower price that you see some of the projects, but, and then if you're weird like me and you like localities more than you like morphs, um, if we talk about like a stable um, market, you know, let, we could talk about Ternate's, um, you know, they, they've been roughly $1,500 to $2,000. Um, you, you talk about Kalatoas and when they were being sold as wild cots or CBBs early on, um, they were, uh, you know, $1,500, $2,000. And that, that's kind of where we're seeing them now. Um, I'm not going to, I'll throw a little curve on here, even though a lot of the Kalatoas out there being produced have un have questions in those lineages. And that's all I'll say. Um, but I mean, even stuff like my Kaiwadis that I have, and th- those are locality animals that are true locality animals are always going to be twelve, fifteen hundred dollars $1,500 or more per animal. And so that, that's a safe investment to get into. Yeah. I'd say so. I mean, pr- protecting those pure lineages and being able to outcross into other pure lineages just to, you know, create fresh blood or diverse bloodlines, then there's always a value in that. Yeah. So I think it is still a good idea to invest. Um, I'm not saying the retic market is burning and crashing. And I, I've watched some recent podcasts that, that, you know, people are unhappy with where the market is now and i am too but but we're 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 hitting the low point and we're gonna stabilize and if you've talked to other breeders like i have this is not the first time that this has happened and it definitely will not be the last yeah i I don't think so either i think that um it comes and goes in waves and uh I just think that the panic is settling in because I think both the stabilization and the crash happened at the same time. Like we were already going down with stabilization and then economy is a shit show right now. And so it went down even more. And, and people... then state of state of our industry just within the last year, it's, it's a, it's an amalgamation of all, everything. Yeah. What word was that? Amalgamation? I'm not going to repeat myself, Lucas. Let's move on. Uh, I'm using that amalgamation. Um, we need to make a clip of that so we can see that read out. Um, but yeah, so like I, I definitely think that now's a good time to invest. Now's a good time to start your long-term projects, um, your double, triple recesses and making those animals for you to to keep and not worry about selling for those of you that are doing it right. But I just want to give like one more little disclaimer. Um, part of this market crash is just because I think we are at a point right now where where demand um, is not where supply is. Like we have more, way more supply. So during a, um, <laughs> they <laughs> just sent me the definition of amalgamation. I guess I'm the idiot. Um, <laughs> An opportunity, okay, the state to be <laughs> the action or process of uniting or merging two or more things. You are, that, I'm impressed. I'm not I'm as impressed. dumb as I look. Even though he did score like a 102 on the autism <laughs> um, spectrum disorder <laughs> assessment today. Um, uh, the cutoff uh, is like 80, by the way. Um, but um, <laughs> Hey, it, it said in, in the description people outside of the autism spectrum may score this high. <laughs> Just weird. I like snakes. <laughs> I, li- I like turtles. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, anyway, so uh, I think that that has caused a little bit of a panic um, that, that amalgamation of the crash. Um, oh, I was talking about supply and demand. Um, so yeah, for those of you that are planning on breeding this year, um, I've said this before, and it's kind of a a selfish thing to say, um, but I've said it like even like six, eight months ago. But if you're not 
like breeding during a recession and overproduction can make this a lot worse. If you guys are still planning on doing like six to 10 pairings or more, and it's of animals that there's a hundred of them out there. Um, yeah, maybe think twice, maybe hold back a little bit, wait a little bit longer to, you know, get your return on investment. In my opinion, I've always said like during this recession, if you're, pairing is not producing something that is advancing the industry, which again is subjective, right? I'm not the end all be all of what advancement means, right? Because like someone could look at Nathan's clutch, for example, say, well, he just produced phantom tigers and albinos and stuff like that. But also at the same time, they're at 68.75% for phantom tigers and there are snows and there are purples like his, you know, so Everything's 100% het purple. Right. So advances in the industry is definitely a subjective thing. So don't mm-hmm. take this as like I'm trying to to dictate what is an advancement or not, right? Um, but like if you're going to like moving forward, if you're producing a clutch of 43.75% platinums, uh, maybe wait. <laughs> maybe wait. Like do we need more of those? Um and, uh, you know, hopefully no one feels, you know, attacked or hurt that I'm saying this, but that's just kind of where I'm coming from. Um, because it's, it's those people potentially doing those pairings and dropping the price even more because they're not selling because there's already 50 of them available and they've been available for six months and no one's buying them. Yeah. that That's kind of, I guess that's Lucas's rant for the episode. We got away from that, but. No, no, I'm in that position because I I could potentially do that pairing and, you know, run back some some animals. But, you know, it, it is it completely worth it in the long run? Right. Right. Um, like my my coyote, um, for some reason, my coyote and ocelot didn't hit it off. Coyote went off of food. The ocelot didn't take her. Like, would that have been an advancement in the U.S. market? Absolutely. But if I'm going to be honest with you guys, I'm kind of relieved that that pairing didn't happen because that would have been 25 to 30 eggs of Superdorf head ocelots that I don't think anyone is spending $10,000 for an animal right now. Like, I would have been kind of, you know, with that big of a clutch for the U.S. first Superdorf head ocelots, like, I would have sat on those things for a very long time. Yeah. I'm, I don't have much to add to that. No, I just, I think it's like a blessing in disguise that it didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it would have been cool. Yeah. You know, it would have. It, It'll but, happen. <laughs> yeah, it'll happen in the future. It's in not, a better market. <laughs> yeah. Um, P- people don't get as lucky this year. That's it. Exactly. Uh, you, did you, um, you got anything else to add to the, the market? Uh, I mean, my message on here is always the same. Uh, if you're worried about the market and you're, you're thinking sell, 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 you're in it for the wrong reasons. I'm in it because every time I get to interact with these animals, each time that I realize that I'm working with reticulated pythons in my collection. I'm blown away. Yeah. Just that that's in my house. Yeah. Um, the fact that they're the size that they are, you know, the, the morph combinations that we have available to us now, just it's all stuff that just drives me every day and just, you know, keeps that passion alive. I'm, I'm so happy that, um, we get to work with these animals that we have a market to begin with. Right. Um, so yeah, if you're not in it for the passion, get out now. And now's the right time to get out. Um, yeah, it's perfect time. I, and, and I like, I, I agree with that. I also think that it's like totally okay that you want to make money. Um, yeah. Breeding yeah we, these animals, but we like, all want this to sustain us a little bit. We all want this to, you know, make, make it easier to buy animals and, and do more fun things in the future as well as give us a little bit of spending cash, but that's not the end all be all. Right. And I think we're seeing what we're seeing a lot is people getting out. And I think, I think times like this, you know, with the, the, the amalgamation that's going on and the recession going on, um, I think what we end up seeing is what I've seen a lot of is people who were in it just for the money are now out. And again, if you got in it just for the money, 
like again i'm not judging you for that but it's tough times like this where we start to see the people who actually were kind of in it for the money no Um, i I don't blame you at all i mean it was sold to everyone as you know you can make a ton of money off these animals in just a few years but yeah just a few years can change everything yeah i mean we we literally from you know if you bought an animal four years ago in 2019 you bought it at like almost an all-time high and now that your female is getting ready to breed the first year look at the market that you're you're in it sucks yeah i mean but if you're just looking at it as oh i could have made this but i'm making this you know like you're you're still you're still able to sustain your collection you're still able to breed and and make money it's not like no one's making money and we're selling these things for you know cents on the dollar but just be patient because once once you start to actually breed and sell animals and and once your your collection starts to be self-sustained, right? Like the animals you sell pays for the hobby in and of itself and you don't have to bleed out of your your personal pocket, then that's that's a good feeling when that starts to happen. Um because then you can have fun. You can play around. You don't have to worry about like the big investment you made. You don't have to tiptoe around. You can, you know, pay for food without your wife or husband being pissed at you that you're spending money on snakes. Um that's when it starts to get good. So for those of you that actually love these animals, have a passion for them and like retics are your thing. Um, just hang in tight. Like, like this, this episode is not a, you know, doomsday episode, like very much the, the, I, I truly feel that the market's going to stabilize and just be patient. If you got to skip a year of breeding, it's not the end of the world and just hang in tight and um, love your animals, care for them and they'll reward you. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better. Yeah. Uh, everyone just want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Retic Lounge. Uh, remember, we have our 1,000 subscriber giveaway on YouTube, so make sure you're subscribed here on YouTube, and we'll be picking a winner at random. Uh, beyond that, join our Discord. Make sure you give love to all our sponsors, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>